Just a few film nerds breaking out of the rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring flicks Hello everyone, welcome to Measuring Flicks I'm Carl Hartley And I'm Max Peterson And you have reached the end Here we are at season the, two <laughs> The last hat of the season, Max This is, it's the last hat of the season We are shooting out the films from season two, quarter four, the last three months, and I feel like we were just spinning Planet of the Apes, man. I agree. Holy I totally shit! Agree. Like when I sent you my um, nominations for the Quillen Filmies, right? Some of them when I was going back the, the fucking terror. Yeah. When did we watch the terror? I, like, I'm not gonna seems lie. Like about five years ago. After we're done recording these these two episodes we're recording today, we're gonna sit down and we're gonna hash out our noms so we can start. Prepping the envelopes for the Quillen filmies, it's, dude. It's like arts and crafts. I know. It is, I'm so fucking stoked about it. But my reading, I'm so excited to argue with you about nominations. I was reading your list and I was like, "Great nom, great nom." And then every once in a while, I'd be like, "What the fuck are you even talking about?" Yeah, man. That's- I knew the one I said. I knew it when I sent you my list too. I think I could probably pick out the ones that you probably you're, what know. The fucks. Yeah. Um, however, I'm your your best flick. Nominate not best flick, but your best motion picture nominations. Like what were the what the, were the four yes. like the best movies of the year? You and I both nominated four. We both nominated exactly the same four in exactly the same order. That is fucking crazy, yeah. man. Dude, we are really like I bet we shit and piss at the same time. We probably do. Yeah. Text me next time you're shitting. I will <laughs> I will say baking bread. That's the code for. Well, you can't because sometimes I'm legitimately well, actually, baking bread the here. Sourdough loaf, right? And like, are we talking like, code? Hey, or that's are you crazy. I'm making I'm baking bread, bread too. It's on its How second rise. How funny would it be if like, it's actually just that is what it is? Every time you're baking a loaf of sour bread, I'm I'm pooping. I'm making sour bread. You're <laughs> making, making sour, sour bread. <laughs> Anywho. Welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, Let's dig into this shit. So we've got the it. quarter four. We got thirteen yeah. movies in that. Here are the here are what the movies that we're shooting out today. Uh, December was Saint Nick, Red Rock West, Vampires Kiss, Moonstruck, and Leaving Las Vegas. January was uh, that was uh, do we call it the British Invasion? British no, Anarchy, Anarchy in the Anarchy, UK yes, yes, yes. with Nail and I, Sid and Nancy. This is England and Attack the Block. Uh, and then February was our like Valentine's spouses pick, spouse's pick yeah. month. True Lies, Hook, Hostel 2, Princess Mononoke, and one bonus episode, um, which was The Towering Inferno. With Michelle Perez. Yeah, so we have one extra flick this time around. This is the most interested I've been in a hat in a while because usually we plan out our we plan out our months. Yep. Two of these months were completely out of our hands. Which Yeah, that's right. So we're talking about a, a, a more eclectic collection of films than typical, you know, because the I don't know, man, the themes for these months are so disparate. You know what they I mean? They really are. They really are. There's not a whole lot of um, threads. Yeah. That but, interweave. But I'm kind of excited that too. I'm excited to talk about it because it's the, the combos oh, that are possible. Yeah, we're going to eat. We're, let's mix grab. We're going to mix them up. Mix and you grab one, I grab one, oh and we're going to start, dude. We're starting we right shoot? now. It's still, it's blowing my mind that we're shooting out quarter four right now. I know. It's so fucking Well, weird. what's going to be even weirder I'm is... I'm a married man now. At the end of today, you... <laughs> that did happen this season, yeah, Carl. I know. I I became unemployed I, and got a job all I during season two. During season one, I got married during season two. I got on keto, lost 38 pounds in season two. Like, a lot of shit's happened in season yeah, dude. two. Yeah, dude. I wrote a mini series and started smoking a lot more weed <laughs> in season two. <laughs> oh, man. Right. Here we go. The first two flicks. 
the first two. This makes like, me want to cry that this is the one that I picked. I don't even know if this is going to go be, ahead. Okay. Vampire's Kiss. Princess Mononoke. Okay. All right. Princess Mononoke <laughs> is clearly the winner. But I would like to take a moment to talk about Vampire's Kiss since we're going to be throwing it on the floor. As would I. Let's so, talk about Vampire's Kiss, Carl. So this movie is wild as shit. And when I think back on the movies that we've watched over the course of quarter four. Yeah. This one, for some reason, I think about probably more than most of them. I think it's because of what, something wrong. No, no, no. I, you keep talking. I'm just looking at our time, time stamp real quick. Oh, okay. I just want to, I'm look, seeing how much is left on the memory card. Oh, no. okay. So fair enough. Um, because I think it was so weird in our conversation that we had about it, because it was covering a lot of a lot of issues and a lot of issues that are very um, important now in yeah. 2020. Because there, there was like harassment. There was some real like. This was this I actually spun for John and Casey while they were here. The last morning I was working on cooking chicken wings and shit. And I was like, oh, what can I put on for the kids while daddy's cooking breakfast? Which was uh, hot wings, beer and cookies. Perfect. That's what we ate for breakfast. Yes. So I threw on Vampire's Kiss. And wh- what I was struck by not watching it for the show, just casually watching it from my kitchen. It's a hilarious, rompy comedy. See, that's what I'm wondering, because when I watched it the first time, I, uh, all I got was the darkness of it. That mm-hmm. was the only thing that like rose to the surface, was just how fucked that movie is. Yeah, it's wild. But in my brain was also very much aware, especially during our conversation, that there is a lot of humor there. Yeah. So I'm interested to go back and watch it again when I'm not taking notes and not watching with a critical eye for the show, and see if that humor is the foam that rises to the top this time. Nicolas Cage's performance provides all of the humor, which I think is why, honestly... And why it's so unsettling, I like too. this movie a lot, which is weird, man, because this is, this is like famously one of the most hated well, Nick Cage the, movies Well, the ever. millions of clicks on YouTube of the scene, the his freakout, right? The ABC the scene. The ABC scene, yeah. right. Yeah. So... But there's so much more than that on on here. But when you're going to put it up against Princess Mononoke, it ends up on the floor. (laughs) It does. It certainly does. When you're like, masterpiece or quirky quirky oddball 90 early. But it is our show. So sometimes that would have, sometimes Princess Mononoke ends up on the floor. Raising Arizona took down Liberty Valance or some some nuts like that. All right. Not the searchers. It did take. It did down take the down searchers. the searchers. Fuck that me. was the shootout. Was searchers, and searchers, raising and raising Arizona, and we were like, there was that awesome <laughs> moment. Carl, let's let's go in the way back machine. Let's to season back. one, yeah. when we were picking our winner for the fucking year, or or for quarter one. Yeah. And we were sitting there, and it was the moment that we knew that our show was going to be different than all the others. Because we didn't go with the searchers. No, because we were like, we had that look where we were like, are we are we really doing this? Are we going to do this for real? I. I guess raising Arizona and we were like, oh my God, Holy it beat the shit. searchers. What the fuck? We got up. We turned the mics <laughs> off. I was um, damp. Yeah, dude. I called the priest. I was like, do I, is this, is I need, this, I need a Callahan I or need, a Garris <laughs> or both. <laughs> There's something wrong with this house. The wall Don't get Callahan. He's going to heal right off on a bus and show up later in the dark tower. Is anyway, the, this is a, uh, Stephen King Salem's, 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 Salem's lot. lot reference. Yeah. Good, good. Don't watch the Rob Lowe made for TV version. Watch the one that Toby Hooper did in the 70s. I'm just saying. I Unless you're it. a completist. Oh, man, I couldn't get. They changed my favorite you didn't character make it through, huh? so much. Because um, Mark Petrie is my favorite character in that book. Mm-hmm. And they completely changed him how he is. He's almost more like a bully than he is the bullied. And I couldn't. Like, I got 20 minutes into like his fleshing out. I'm like, nope, fuck this one. 
Anyway. Hot takes. <laughs> hot takes. I know, right? On made for TV from the 80s. Wow. That's actually 2004. Even but it worse. Feels like it's like late 80s, early 90s. Well, wasn't there? Never mind. We don't have to do a Stephen know, King bit right now. <laughs> I was about to take us all the way down the rabbit hole. <laughs> all right. right. That's for a later episode. Second, I second two flicks. This is England. Okay. This is actually. Hmm. Okay. So it's our show. It is our show, and we know our rules. I'm going to watch True Lies Ditto. probably about 50 more times before I die. I will watch... Maybe 10, I- maybe 5. <laughs> this is England. I'll watch if I'm like trying to show somebody something. I feel, yeah, I feel like This is England is the type of movie that you show to someone rather Which than watch... Which is why watch... David Rowney brought it to yeah, us. Yeah, he showed it to us, and... I'm sure that he, you know, like he he's deep into like the the TV series and stuff. So he clearly, and also he's, he's from, from England. England so right. like he's it's all the nuance and cultural references that we might necessarily yeah. not pick up on there. But I will watch it one or two more times. I'll probably watch it one or two more times. Yeah, yeah it's really good. Um, it's super relevant to now. It sure is. Um, it's kind of it, it's haunting. It's heavy. It's really really. Well acted, well shot, Some in of the kind best of gonzo young kind of way. Actors I've I've seen excellent drunken high acting. Fuck yeah, seeing a lot of people who are typically in supporting roles getting to shine in the lead. You know, like this is it's a cool movie. It's really it really, really excellent, is. and it, I think it's, it's nominated. Heavy. Yeah, it's nominated for four Quillen Filmies this year. Yeah, but but at the true end lies of the day, wins. true lies wins. Yeah, definitely. This is England. Au revoir. Au revoir. Right. A dark piece of weird. <laughs> Dark Pete. Well, I mean, honestly, dude, it is. All right, I'm gonna give you one. You give me one. Oh, let's see what happens. All right, there. Okay, you go first. I have Moonstruck. Oh, this is gonna be interesting. One, The Towering Ooh. Inferno. The Towering Inferno and Moonstruck. Oh, you know what? This is a good pairing. It is because we have a really good. See, Moonstruck. They're about the same amount of fun. They are for different, totally reasons. different reasons. Yeah, Moonstruck. I think. Was sort of like it came out of the blue for both of us. Yeah, definitely. Like expecting the sort of typical '80s romance comedy, which it is. Is, but there's so much fucking heart. Yeah, and it's smart. And it's it a fucking intelligent flick. It's my introduction to Cher, and she's incredible. She's in it. so good in it. As as is Nick Cage. They are both bringing and Danny Aiello. I mean, the entire <laughs> cast, the the mom and dad, the whole fucking Italian family. <laughs> yeah. It's an incredible movie. It is. It's amazing. And the Bring me the big knife from <laughs> off the wall. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cut my, my throat. Oh, my God. Or when he pick, when he throws the table across the room and picks her up and goes, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But this, then the towering inferno is a building on fire. Yeah. And you've got two of the... Two of the biggest stars of the time, Paul Newman and, and it, Steve McQueen, going head to head. It's amazing, and it's it got us, it brought us Die Hard. Yeah, it does. Well, right. It's it has responsible Steve McQueen for so and much Paul shit. Newman, and it and also Fred is more Astaire. than just a disaster flick. It's about like firefighters. It's about not you built you. You know, we can only fight a fire. Uh, up to eight stories, but you guys keep building, you keep building bigger. them higher. Yeah, it's all this commentary on. A lot of shit, it's right? It's slow so. burn. It has amazing stunts. It's impeccably shot. Is it more? Do I do I like it more? This is the weird, like, this is that weird, fun, gray area of our movie, or of our show, which is, 
is it a is it a am I am I inclined towards it because it's a great film or right. because I enjoy it more? And I think some I think both things are fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's Well, but that we had to make that distinction early because otherwise We're always picking the Godfather. Yeah, we just vote for the Godfather every time. So right. but honestly, I do think that of these two, which one do I which one do I like more? I think I'm going to Towering Inferno. Yeah, me too. I mean, I love, love, love Moonstruck. It's me too. actually one of the noms that I gave you is from I think We'll talk about it later. Yeah, but yeah. We should. I think we should probably watch Moonstruck in December every year. Like, oh, absolutely. As a as a lead up into your Christmas viewing pleasures. Yeah, Bert and I. We every you year watch Moonstruck. We do The Exorcist because of last season. We added Black Christmas. Yeah. I think because of this season, we're going to add Moonstruck. Absolutely. It's, it's amazing. It's and a really good Inferno movie. Inferno is a. God, it has history with me. We'll talk about it a little more because I think it's staying on the table, it's, so we'll come back to it. Yeah, we're going to talk about it so again. Moonstruck, so Moonstruck hits the with floor. With all the love hitting the floor. Oh, most definitely. Like a, when the moon hits the pie, big a piece of eye on the floor. <laughs> piece of eye. That's right. That's the lyrics to the song. I'm going out of town looking for a piece of eye tonight. <laughs> what is that? What is that? What does that mean? Piece, piece of eye? I gotta go give me a piece of eye. I gotta go get a piece of eye, <laughs> which is just, I'm, I'm taking some me time. I, it's time for eye. Time for eye. I'm gonna go read a book. I'm gonna go feed the ducks. I w- I was trying to be tough, but I just love those little quacking birds. <laughs> I love the way they they flap like they're having a panic attack. They're like, when they're, <laughs> they're like swimming cats. They're incredible <laughs> with beaks and feathers, so not like cats at all. Ah, uh, damn it! I wish that this was coming up against something tr- harder. All right. Honestly, well, that's right. fine. It'll, it's, the, it's it'll ho- it will later. It, it will later. It's hostile too, and with Nail and I. Well, okay, bye hostile. Bye hostile too. However. Hostile 2 is fucking really good. It's a rapidity let's, round. Let's give it its due. But, let's so give it a quick, it's quick due. I will probably watch this one. The listeners are curious. Yes. Has Danielle seen it yet? Not yet, no. Is Danielle going she, to make an effort to already, watch the two so movies? she is. Mm-hmm. She's going to start with Hostile 2, but she needs to do it at the FZK with, with the us. family around. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's actually, I was going to recommend She has that. agreed to that. And she, I told her that she has the parachute, and if she ever needs to pull the ripcord, she can pull the ripcord. I'll put Cool, cool World cool on. World. Whatever, exactly. <laughs> the best bailout movie ever. You know what? I'm gonna probably buy that on Voodoo, just so we just always, so we always have, have it. it. I love that. Be like, oh no, things went bad. We're watching Cool. No, 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 they didn't, Danielle. Voodoo.com, <laughs> Cool World. Here's a joint. Right. <laughs> Calm down. We're all good. Everything's good. Let me get some chicken wings going. Do you want some <laughs> anything, man? That's how that's gonna go. Okay, but but hustle too. Very hustle good. Two. I dug it. It's it's it definitely reads a lot differently um, now than it did the first time yeah. I watched it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's still just fun as shit though. There's nothing. I mean, this horrible shit is happening. But I think our conversation. Yeah, well, it, that we had with the Shibies when they were here, <clears throat> we were fleshing out all of the horrificness yeah. of it. That this kind of thing actually happens, and what Which it means is wild, to like. Because when we were watching it, none of that is. No, you're, it's all the fun. It's like it's just fun. It's so much fun. Like yeah. John, and Casey's not a big movie person. You know, she she's been trying. She's been watching the movies that she's interested in. But like she, when they got here, I sat them down and we spun Hostel too. And John's not a huge horror movie guy. Loves Hereditary and the Witch. Casey's right. just not a movie person. But they fucking in, they were they had at the time of their lives watching Hostel too. They were had so much fun. I was like, yeah, it's, it's when weird. you allow yourself to really think about and consider 
the source material yeah. is when it gets really light. You gotta skim on the surface of that one if you're watching you gotta, it with you friends. Gotta be a, you gotta be a nice flat rock unless, skipping on the surface, Unless baby. you want, like, a bummer evening. No. Sometimes you do. The, the ancient ones live under the surface. So you know By the way, when are we doing Arkham Horror again? Not oh, on. We don't soon, have to talk dude. about it on mic, but we gotta get... Oh, my God. Well, I just finished Call of Cthulhu <sighs> for So Scary No Sweary, which mm-hmm. is a... It's got, it's got you itching, so right? Like, ooh, ooh, I need to investigate. I listened to a Lovecraft short story on Hoopla. Hermitage and the, and the, and the fucking... You know what? Yeah. Uh, I'm. I was gonna write all day. I might. I might take like a two-hour Arkham break get around lunchtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, any yeah. excuse. All right, Carl, Sid, and Nancy attack the block. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Because I had a knee-jerk reaction. However. However. Okay. This is a weird. This is actually a weird one. I, Sid and Nancy's the better movie. Sid and Nancy is the better movie. It left me with my tummy not feeling great though. Yeah, it's kind of long. It's too. long and it's not a whole lot of fun. No, it's the opposite of fun. I mean, Sid Vicious and um, Nancy, Nancy Sponge, they it's they had a real rough life. And the actors who portray them, Gary Oldman, and I unfortunately forget the actress's mm-hmm. name. It's hard. This is the hard part about watching a Gary Oldman movie. It could be like Gary Oldman, Michael Fassbender, Tom Hardy, and you'd be like, wow, Gary Oldman's in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like, yeah, no shit. It's hard when you oh got Gary God, Oldman. Not to bring into a meme into this, but I, I did come across a meme the other day that had the, it was Gary Oldman from The Professional. Yeah. Like just after he was like shooting up the family. That, so that's still. Uh-huh. And it says, <clears throat> so one day you're ordering coffee from a bar and you hear a director say cut and you realize that ge- you've been Gary Oldman the entire time. <laughs> that's how good an actor he is. <laughs> You hear a director say cut, <laughs> and you realize you've been Gary Oldman the entire time. You know what? I kind of hope that's my life. I, yeah, hope, right. I hope that <laughs> so there's like cut, and you're Gary Oldman. It's like a weird passion project yeah. where <laughs> it's about podcasters. I just completely built the backstory for season one and season two. We're only recording this one. It's implanted memories, and as soon, <laughs> dude, dude, you and, and Matt as soon Bellamy, as, man, as soon as Jarmish <laughs> calls cut. See, it would be Jarmish. Give too, me a give me a Jarmish directed movie about a radio host who's played by Gary Oldman. Give me that. I want it. I want. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, we Look, have okay. Let's talk about let's talk about this shootout because I'll be real. Attack the Block was the only movie in the anarchy in the UK that the I was I was of, lukewarm yeah. on it. But look what it was up. It was up against Sid and Nancy. Well, okay, so it was up against Sid and Nancy. It was up against Sid and Nancy. And um, attack the block. Attack the block. No, um, uh, this is England. Yeah. So it's very tonally different. Which of the two will I watch again first? Attack the block, probably for me. Probably, but this is a this is kind of a weird one because I almost want to go Sid and Nancy. I've seen it three times. Yeah. Like I will watch this movie again. I need to watch it again when I don't have to like piece it together on YouTube. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was that was a rough go. Borrow my DVD anytime. All right. But so like, I'm going to I'm totally I, comfortable with doing Sid and Nancy. I want to when honestly when I think of Attack the Block, it was fun, it was okay. It's not my favorite. Right. Movie? Uh, uh, okay, this is going to this will sound a little unkind. And again, I like Attack the Block. It's p- perfectly fine. It's like a put on put We it, had fun. It's yeah. but it's noise. Crack it's a couple really crack a couple beers with your buddies and watch this kind of oddball British movie, If you know? this was at World's End, it might be a different scenario. Yeah, it's kind of in that it's like in the neighborhood of Shaun of the Dead, At World's End, Hot Fuzz, except it doesn't have it that doesn't have thing that. that makes those movies Right eminently rewatchable for me personally 
And I'm not. I promise I'm not shitting on on Rowney's picks because he's they're amazing. I mean, one but, of them is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have to say it. Right, I think right. We both know. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna. I'm totally comfortable putting Attack the Block yeah. on the floor. It's a fun movie. It's fine, but it's like I will own Sid and Nancy on Blu-ray before I and own Attack the Block. Even on as much of a bummer as it is, I'll watch it. I'll Absolutely. watch it again I think before it's an I watch. Important it. movie. I do, but it, but not in the way the Searchers is. It's exactly. It has enough. It's it's a this is a Sid and Nancy's a strange film. It's hard to get a beat on my feelings on it. I think part of what makes this movie so undeniable we have to is, do a three for is Deacon's eyeball. Yeah, you know why don't why don't we do it this way? Right. Why don't we do two and whatever's left in the hat gets a free pass into the next <gasps> round? Ooh, letting fate decide. All right, don't look, don't look. I not, grab I one. Got one. Now grab one for me. Oh shit! Now grab. Did you lose yours? Did it. you get it? All right. So what's going into the next round for free? Blind is leaving Las Vegas. Okay. I'm actually. Okay. I'm so okay with that because yeah. it was gonna win whatever the fuck <laughs> it went up against. <laughs> Seriously. All right, here we go. So we were talking about Red Rock West and Hook. Okay, it's Hook. Oh, is it? Okay, so listen. It's Hook for me, but is, do you okay. have do you have a, do you have an alternative? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Hook is Hook you has been get, on Hook has been on a journey with me. Do you want to talk about Hook next time it goes against something? Let's give Red Rock West West its due. I think was one of the surprise flicks of the season. Absolutely. Because we, I picked it, or you picked it, because it was something you watched at your grandma's house or something, No, my grandma gave me the DVD. That's right. I think it was like 40 years ago. (laughs) I was at her house visiting. We were making, you know, she made me a cup of tea. We played Scrabble. My grandma Linda is amazing. And she goes, she's, she always does this great thing. Actually, Carl, this is going to maybe bum you out a little bit, buddy. But my grandma Linda, when she tells me to watch a movie, that movie, I go and watch it. She's the only person who can command That's, recommendations. I got you on that, buddy. She's like, yeah. you should watch. I, I watch it. The only film enter, I... Enter film name. Yeah. At whatever it is, I will watch it. Here's why. Serbian film. My hair is wonderful. I'm like, oh, God damn you, grandma. <laughs> I watched it once, but you said the words, and I have to now. I'll yes. spin it again. But the only movie I didn't do that with is this one, Red Rock West. I held on. I had the DVD. She gave it to me. I had it for like three years, and finally this year we were looking. We had Nick picks. We had no no okay, nominations. I, I was Red like, you Rock know what? West. Let's throw in Red Rock West. What an awesome movie, dude! It's a film noir <laughs> that's set in the fucking West. Yeah, Nick Cage is really good, and Dennis Hopper is in it, but he's like at a solid eight and a half, nine. Yeah, it's it's like that blue collar. I think we talked about it, like blue collar Jim Thompson. Yeah, gritty He's crime shaving movie. underneath a windmill on a yeah, broken dude. piece of glass, yes. doing push ups in the road. Yeah, outsmarting his. Because he's got the marine training and they use all of it. It re- like it reads, it reads. It watches like a Jack Reacher book. Yeah, like it's really fucking cool. It is. It's super good, and it's it's. It, uh, recently, I've been on Hoopla again. Those of you Me don't, too. those of you don't have it. Hoopla is an app you can put on your phone. It's connected to your local library. You just need a library card. And Call you, of the Wild was just put into my ears over the last two days. I just finished Mr. Majestic by Elmore Leonard, uh, which is amazing. It's a great book. And I just started a James Elroy crime noir novel, uh, The Big and Nowhere. audiobooks is reading, folks. Audiobooks ask is, Joe Hill. Or, or better yet, you can go on YouTube and watch me ask Joe <laughs> Hill at the Traverse City Opera House. That's right. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, this, this movie now, I'm having listened to some Elmore Leonard. It's Elmore Leonard and Jim Thompson. It's blue collar. It's yeah. scruffy. Nicolas Cage is amazing in it. No, he's he's not he's not Nick Cagey. 
He's Nicholas. He's, he's Nicholas Cage. He has one or two moments that are like, ah, there's the cage. But he's really playing a character. A character. Which is incredible. I was very surprised by this movie, and I totally love it. Yeah, but me too. But it's not better than Hook. I, I, don't, I would agree I completely. Don't, I don't like it more than Hook. Hmm, no. Yeah. All right. So, dude, round two. That was the first. <laughs> okay. That went better than yeah, I thought. Yeah. Uh, we had some. It always we does. We had some. Yeah. yeah. This is when. It gets hard. Yeah, first first hat, you winnow out the weak ones, and sometimes you have a couple border skirmishes, but second hat... This is when bullets start to fly. Second hat's bad. Second hat's when, like, mommy and daddy start fighting. <laughs> exactly. The editing points come in. I'm gonna go eat in my room. <laughs> Bird, give me the big knife off the wall! I'm oh, gonna cut no. Carl's throat! All right. You go first. I don't think this is gonna be as hard as you think, because we have the towering inferno. Up against Princess Mononoke. Okay. For me, this is very clear. Yeah, it's Princess Mononoke. Oh, absolutely. Okay, good. We we gave we the Towering Inferno it. its due. We already talked about it. I'll talk about it for another hot second. Yeah, I give fucking it. love the Towering Inferno. It's so one of my favorite movies. You watched when you were a kid. You watched the Towering Inferno a bajillion and, times. And this was one of the movies that I would would put on when I needed a nap when I was on station in the military. But you you've seen it like zillions. Yeah. Okay. This time for the show was my first time watching Princess or watching The yes. Towering Inferno. Yeah. As a kid, I watched Princess Mononoke hundreds nuts, of times. Dude. This was your first yeah. spin of Princess Mononoke. Oh, I love this show so much. What a good, what a good head to head. <laughs> oh, goodbye, is, Towering Inferno. Yeah, it's with love that we put this on the floor. We're I totally throw you down a, a burning elevator shaft with love. <laughs> And don't worry, we'll we'll be talking about that movie again we'll talking, during the Quillen film. I'm pretty sure it might be coming back. Oh, I have a different dark horse in mind for oh. the final shootout, but we're going to talk about that in between episodes. That's right. Round. Okay, here we go. Second head to head. It's the it's our it's the next UFC fight. It's going to be okay. All right, Sid and Nancy, and True Lies. Okay, it's True Lies. It's True Lies. It's totally True Lies. And we just talked about Sid and Nancy and how weird it is. Yep. It's not. This is not going to be coming back as a dark horse. I don't think so. It's a great. I'm movie. really glad that we watched it for the season. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, it's true lies. Yeah, it's yeah. clearly true lies. Okay, moving on. It's you go first. Oh, Carl. Go. Oh, uh, here we go. Is this one moving on for free or no? Do we're gonna do it. Let's do a three way. All right, here let's we go. let's winnow down the pack. You a go. Little. You go. No, you. No, go. I have to go. You Fuck. gotta go. Oh, we're fucked. We're fucked, Carl. Leaving See? Las Vegas. No, no. <laughs> and with Mel and I. Yes. Son of a bitch! <laughs> See, listeners, this this is what happens. The, the Quillen filming gods hate us. This is what, what happens is. in the second hat. God damn it. Okay. Okay, Carl. So I I'll, have a thought. Okay. No, What's, I don't. I have one I do have a thought, which is, and this might sound controversial. <laughs> I think leaving Las Vegas leaves the table. Yeah, I was just thinking let's leave let's leave Las Vegas on the floor. Yeah, here's why. Leaving Las Vegas is the searchers. It is it is the searchers on drugs. Yeah. I honestly think that Leaving Las Vegas is one of the... It's a masterpiece. It is a total masterpiece. It's one of the best films we've watched in two seasons. Agreed. But it is a best film, not, not favorite flick. flick. So it hits the floor. Which is interesting between these and two. And don't worry, we'll be talking about it again. Yeah, we will. I think it's nominated in every single fucking category, basically. All right. I'm gonna okay. Hook so this is and the with thing. Nail and I. We're talking about flick, right? We're talking about flick. I'm gonna. I've watched with Nail and I three times now. Yep. I think you've watched it five. Mm-hmm. Question. Because it was such 
a unique film and was brought to us by someone outside of, well, part of the FCK. He's a producer on the show. But something was unexpected. And Mm -hmm. it was something that was so great a film. Mm -hmm. Do we think that is that possible that that influenced how excited we were about it? Now, counterpoint. Yes. I have a huge Hook. amount of childhood nostalgia for Hook. Is that part of what made me so excited to watch? So the show? I would say that for both of those things, they sort of would cancel each other out. I so think now so. We can't use either of so those now, as now. What I think we have to do is now. Okay, if this was if you were sitting across from fourteen-year-old Max, twelve-year-old mm-hmm. Max, even sixteen, seventeen-year-old Max, Hook would probably win. 20 but plus Max. You're sitting in front of 29 year old Max, and I'll tell you right now, I will probably only watch Hook like one or two more times in my life. Not my favorite Spielberg flick. It changes every time I watch it. Yep. And I'll probably come back to it a few more times. It's great. It's Robin Williams. I'm going to watch Dustin Whitmill Hoffman. and I probably. I will watch that movie a hundred or a hundreds more times before, I'm, yeah. before I die. I absolutely love it. For me, this is with Nail and I. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and it's not like a cavalier decision I made here. Like, it's a, it's a really good movie. It's, it is one of those bizarre films that exists in best picture and best flick at the same it time. Does. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing romp of a movie. It's got, you know, you it know gets what I mean? uncomfortable. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It's super well acted. The soundtrack cannot it's be denied. Control. It's, right. it's unbelievable. All right. So with Nail and I goes back in the hat. So now we have our last three. Do we, we have? Just put them do we all have up? three more? Yep. Okay. So here we do. We're doing our last final three. Okay. Princess Mononoke. And here's where are we? True Lies this and with Nail and I. This is such a fucking crazy. We just crashed trio, the dude. show. We just crashed. No, Carl. we didn't because okay. it's Princess Mononoke, and I'll tell you why. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's here out of your mind. No. No. No, it isn't. You're crazy. All right, but, but lay it out for me. Okay. So wait. Do either of us? think that true lies has a chance here no okay so true lies goes away with I love. love i would love for it too if there was a different hat if there it was would a have different a hat it would have a chance but true lies fuck man that movie is so much fun yeah it's fucking great it's a james bond movie with schwarzenegger in it and it's just <laughs> you got uh you got jamie lee fuck man it's great. It's, it's a great. totally great Bill movie. Bill Paxton in one of the best Bill, Bill Paxton, Paxton roles. Yeah, ever. it is Bill Paxton at his Paxton Bill list. All right, but so we've got with Nail and I and Princess Mononoke. Okay, so Carl, give me your give me your pitch. So this is the thing. Mm-hmm. These live on equal ground for me. The experience that I had watching with Nail and I for the first time, and how that has influenced what I want, what other movies and books I want to seek out. Mm-hmm. And seeking this film itself out again on multiple times, the exact same reaction I am having now with Princess Mononoke. Okay. It's influencing what kind of manga I want to read, what other sorts of animated features I want to watch. I'm going to go back through the Ghibli catalog over again, and I'm going to watch this probably again in the next week. Yeah. And so these, oh, damn it, Bird. these live on even playing field for me as far as the impact that they had mm-hmm. watching them for the first time. The exact same. Like, the, they both make me happy. They both make me think. They both make me want to go out and seek more things like them mm-hmm. and then welcome them back onto my fucking television as soon as possible. Yeah. Both, are, both live in that space. The thing that is putting Princess Mononoke... Just that one little step above with Nail and I for me is the amount of pure joy it brings me. 
okay. watching it. Mm-hmm. And we talked on the episode about it that it is it's sort of it's tough to get through because it's talking about a lot of really hard things. You're seeing animals die. You're seeing humans get dismembered, and it's all in animated form and the score, every part of it. But I'm left so full of joy mm-hmm. with this movie. And yeah. I think it has changed my life in some way. Okay. Where with Nail and I is more like a reflection of who I maybe used to be. Right. Where Princess Mononoke shows me that there's hope for the future. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's my pick. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Princess Mononoke. Are you okay with that? I'm, cool. I'm fucking great with. I'm totally good with it. Okay, I'm totally okay with it. Actually, I was as you were talking, I was thinking about it, and yeah, I think you're right. I think, I think with Nail and I, for me, is it's like the Big Lebowski, in it's like a it's like a, a it's deeper, a jazz piece. It's like a deeper version of the Big Lebowski to me. It's yeah. eminently quotable. It's super fun. It's amazing to watch over and over again. However. Princess Mononoke is the same way. It is. I will watch this again in a week. I'll watch it again next month. I'll put it on anytime. So if, if I've got people over and I'm like, what do you guys want to watch? And they're like, let's watch some anime. I'm like, Prince- Princess Mononoke, you can spin it for friends. It can be, it is fun. It It's again. Like, it's one you can watch when you're eight-year-old Max and you can watch when you're they're, they're, 42-year-old Carl. Well, I said with, with Nell and I that it's, it's like best picture type movie but it's also yeah like favorite I, I agree flick with type movie absolutely so is princess mononoke yeah. you know like it's I, i've watched it again and again all through my life which is kind of it's like i'm using the the reason the same reason that i kicked hook off the table i'm keeping princess mononoke on but for princess that. mononoke main, maintains its brilliance where hook i think shows its shows its flaws it a does. little bit yeah i think you're right i think princess mononoke Awesome, dude. I'm, ta- I'm so happy with that. And what makes me feel confident in that decision is I don't feel bad at all. No. About, like, sometimes we do get into, like... Well, we fucked up on one th- on one month, on one quarter when we let... In season one. When we, yeah, when we let two two win. Yeah, and we... Which was Caged Heat and something else, and I don't remember. But. No, we kicked Caged Heat off, and oh, it came right. back as our dark horse because right. we felt that we'd fucked up. Right. We gave it to Straw Dogs. Right. And we were like, no, that's wrong. By our metric, KHT is, is way better. better. Than yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so that's what happened. And that's how we invented the dark horse rule, which is right. like, which one on the floor, one from the floor deserves to come back, which we're going to decide between episodes. But ladies and gentlemen, our quarter four Fuck winner. Yeah, dude. Princess Mononoke. Princess Mononoke. Thank you, bird. Yeah, dude. Holy shit, man. Think about. OK, you know, like. As we're going into season three, we've been talking about, like, we're not going to let anyone hijack the show. We've got this tightly two planned. Two of the best fucking movies for the season. The final two. S- the final outside. two for quarter four came from recommendations from other people. Like, <laughs> however, season two is an interesting one because we... Uh, we had a bunch of candy. Uh, well, our whole rule was, like, neither of us have any money. We're broke as fuck. And we hadn't figured out the library thing and yet. Criterion Channel hadn't been invented Criterion yet. Channel didn't exist. <laughs> right. So we were just like, let's watch just movie pack movies. Because I was in Tommy when you sent me the text <laughs> about, holy shit, dude, Criterion Channel. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking crazy. I was, I was at Bird's parents' house and my dad was like, you should look at the Criterion Channel. Went online. I was like, oh, it's a streaming service. That's only Criterion films. And dad says he'll pay for it. Well, I'm going to text Carl as soon as my <laughs> erection goes right. back down. <laughs> I think I was putting on my stole to go. 
And then you just be a bad priest. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, I'm going to go pretend to molest <laughs> a kid. kid. Right. Yeah. And then I'm like, Carl, the Criterion channel. And you're like, no, I no, can't you go can't go on stage with a boner. You can't tell horrible. me. You can't tell me right now. This is too real. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, But yeah, man, like, and dude, what a wild, like, this is an 11th hour win. This is yeah. we're, we're at the Kentucky Derby. And there's like. It's like Shadow Thunder is in first, Lightning Mane is in second, and then like w- some some horse just like comes out of the gates, you know, and they're like, and entering now is Rickety McDillicuddy. <laughs> Rickety never wins. He actually started a, a half a lap late. There's because it's the this is the last movie we watched for the fucking yeah. show, yeah. man, <laughs> for season two, and it's our quarter four winner. And I couldn't be more happy yeah, about man, it. Yeah, man, I'm, so, I'm fucking stoked. Dude, Bird dropped like some, Bird dropped some hardcore movies on. Yeah, us she here. did. <laughs> She's like, Fuck yeah. Hey guys, let's watch Not torture porn and Should an animated. True Lies and Hook were fucking incredible. And the first time I'd ever seen True Lies, I had like That's a right. I love that we got to watch those together. Yeah, as an me FCK too. Family. Me too. That was watching a... and listening to the two of you commentate was brilliant. True Lies. Yeah, because I know that movie. <laughs> Uh, I can quote the whole. I'm pretty sure the commentate the commentation on True Lies was just like the commentary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, Ooh, commentation. You're a writer. Hey, man, but the coffee hasn't I'm quite kicked in yet. I'm the one that says words like that, like nutritionalist. I'm just I'm talking your language. Thank you. I'm see. I'm so talking. Much. I'm talking your words, wow. Carl. <laughs> no, I'm just making excuses for the fact that my brain hasn't spun hey, up that's yet. All right, man. I think the commentary for True Lies was mostly just like, what the? Fuck? Oh my god. Oh my god! Is he gonna jump that horse off the? Yeah. Is he on fire? He's on fire! <laughs> oh my god! He's being shot while he's on fire! It's the stunt work in True Lies. Yeah. Is like when we got to best stunt, the best stunt noms, and we were going through them. I was like, okay, okay, All I right. have to pick one. one. I have to pick one it could have stunt. Been just true Lies. Yeah, you're like stunt best stunt. The- true Lies. So my my highlight reel is just playing True Lies. Can I tell you that my, the whole movie? Yeah. <laughs> like the, and the next category, uh, best stunt. You just cue it up. <laughs> just True, True Lies. Lies. Two hours and 20 we just, minutes Everyone later. sits in silence for two and a half hours and it's like, and the nomination, <laughs> and the nominations are True Lies and uh, some other movies. Some other fucking shit and, we don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have some good nominations we this do. year. We do. You know what? I'm going to be real though. Inside Baseball for our talking about season one. Yeah. I don't think we have anything that has Quite the visceral charm of Nicolas Cage throwing a, throwing a dude. A dude against a truck? No. 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 Look, man, the, these are big and flashy, but there's something dirty and real. No one catches it in the mouth at full speed. And Kiss in of Death. Two. If you guys have not seen Kiss of Death and you want to see a stunt that will literally make you shit. <laughs> dude, you... He grabs him out of the fucking cab. Nicolas Cage picks a man up over his head like he's doing a military press and he throws him like eight feet into the tire of a semi that's parked. But he just watching the sheer. And there's no mat on the ground. No, he just hits the truck <laughs> and then hits the deck. And you're like, oh, he killed a man. Yeah. Nick Cage killed a guy for that movie. It's it is one of the coolest things I've ever yes. seen. And this year, I will be totally honest. I was looking back through the movies and I'm like, not there. A little let down. Yeah. They're great. All the stunts are great, but they are the flashy stunts. Not the like, yeah. yeah. There's something they almost killed someone. Dude, there's today. something about that kiss of death throw that's just it, yeah. I'm so glad it won. Me too. It's in, <laughs> it's like in my spine how much I like it. All right, oh, ladies yes. and gentlemen, we're out. We got the uh, next episode you listen to. Carl and I will be sitting down with Princess Mononoke and four 
other films, the first three quarter winners and, and a dark, dark horse. horse. And we're going to determine what was the best flick of season two. Weep, da doop, bop. Welcome back. Here we are at the final shootout of season two. We're so stupid. I know. We forgot the <laughs> format of our own show. We've only done it one other time. We did. Though. We only did it one other time, and it was a full year ago. So, a fuck pa- you. A pa- yeah, listener. let's get aggressive <laughs> with the listeners. You guys did this. You made us dumber. Um, <laughs> no, so apparently last year we did our shootout. And then rolled right in. And we did one, and then we did our final shootout as like the end of the quarter four shootout, which is what we're going to do right, right now. now. We have brought a dark horse back. We got a we got a horse with us. We do. For a dark horse. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, let's, why don't we let it come up naturally? Okay. So our, our four quarter winners, the, the, the four the in the hat, four. the official four in the hat right now are Bloody Mama, Creature from the Black Lagoon, uh, Princess Mononoke, and I forget what the last Samurai one was. Reincarnation. Samurai Reincarnation. Which, listening back to that episode. <laughs> I was like, that was an interesting choice. Listen, yeah, we were listening back to like the quarter, that quarter's winner. And then when, but when you look at the months we were working with, you're like... I mean, we're trying to pick some... <laughs> it's like, was it <laughs> the saga of the Viking women and their voyage to it's the like, waters of the like Great Sea Serpent? It's like trying to pick the best looking piece of turd out of the litter box is what it is. It's like, like you've got... That one will make me barf the least <laughs> like, if I have to eat it. It's like you got you got a box of jelly beans, right, for Easter last year and you lost them but then you found them but they're all stale and fucked up and you're like maybe the cherry ones will still kind of taste kinda okay be all right. suck on it you know like that's how i think we got to say suck right. the moisture back into it it's a good movie oh yeah it totally is but like it is it it is the best movie of a certain set <laughs> exactly. of movies you know what i mean all right so those are the official four we've put the dark horse back in you'll find it we'll find it when we find it we'll find it when we find it i think these ones the the final shootouts is only really a two-round dealio yeah, yeah 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 so for the first the first head-to-head speak of the devil it's samurai reincarnation against bloody mama okay let's think about this for all a right second. i'm thinking we're gonna let's let's give it its due because mm. we did we did lightly poop in samurai reincarnation's mouth we kind of we didn't know we kind of <laughs> heavily shit in its mouth but it is a good flick it is it's sunny has got tattoos all over his face the color grade is just insanity the whole movie's just insanity. Yeah, it's wild as shit. So is Bloody Mama. Bloody Mama is Bloody Mama's wild in a totally different way, where it's wild, it's crazy, it's nuts, and then all of a sudden you realize you're crying because Shelley Winters is amazing. Incredible, yeah. So, you want to go on three? Because yeah. I kind of think yep. I know where this is going, okay, but go. let's find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do the Lethal Weapon 3. One, two, three, Bloody, Bloody Mama. Mama. Yeah, okay. I'm cool. I'm totally yeah, cool with yeah, that. yeah. But, you know, not to take anything away from Samurai Reincarnation. I still am on the hunt, listener. For the long cut. For the long cut. <laughs> the nice transfer of Samurai Reincarnation. Region 1, if possible. Uh, please <laughs> send to P.O. Box. We don't have a P.O. Box. But Drop us a link if you find it for sale. Yeah, send us a link to... MeasuringFlixPodcast yeah. at gmail.com. Or you can drop us a line. If you're one of our patrons, just throw it in the comments. Or make a post. And then everyone can comment on it and be or like... Or buy it and then I'll give you a P.O. Box to send it to. <laughs> if you buy Samurai Reincarnation... MeasuringFlixPodcast at gmail.com, and we will send it to... You can send it to my P.O. Box, Bird 2021, Traverse City, Michigan, 49684. Excellent. You heard it there, folks. Unlocked Region 1 Samurai Reincarnation. (laughs) Dildos also, whatever. You'll get a shout out for six episodes. Six straight episodes, and we'll lead with it up top. We'll be like... 
ladies or gentlemen, <laughs> if you are interested in the hottest, <laughs> sexiest human being on the planet, well, that person is, and then we'll say Insert your name. Insert your name. Mm-hmm. 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 For six episodes. <laughs> If this works, I'm going to be so happy. We just guaranteed that no one... <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right, Bloody Mama. Bloody Mama's there. Bloody Mama makes our first now round. Now we do two, leave the one, and then the leave three Leave the one, go. and yes. then the three go. So it's We like, leave a little bit to fate. Little, I like that. Dude, oh, like always, that always leave room for fate. Oh. <gasps> oh, no. See, you think that you love the show until you get to this stage of the shootouts. Oh, shit. You know what it is, it right? Is, it's yeah. creature, creature from the Black Lagoon versus... Road to Paloma. Our dark horse. Dark has come horse out of the on hats. the table. We've got Road, Road to, Paloma. to Paloma. Okay. Both of these have a couple of nominations in the Quillen Filmies. They do. Carl, you were saying, because we were, we'd, in between the little. Or whatever the fuck. Yeah, in between our little mishap. Fuck up. <laughs> we picked our dark horse, and yeah. there were only two that came up. We considered two movies, and when we talked about it, the one that has changed in our heads most since we talked about it is Road to Paloma. Yeah. Directed and written and starring Jason Momoa. Incredible score. Like Incredible the soundtrack. Incredible to look at. It is. And we did a whole biker month, and kind of by surprise, Road to Paloma, We at the official Measuring Flick stance is that Road to Paloma is now... The, the iconic American biker movie. Easy Rider has been toppled. Yep. And Road to Paloma now exists as the biker movie that America needs in 2020. Or 2019 at the time. But right, exactly. That is the American biker flick for us now, is, is Road to Paloma. It's a masterpiece. That said, so is Creature, Creature from, from the Black, Black Lagoon, Lagoon is a fucking masterpiece too. And, and I've thought about the Creature so much since we watched it for the so show. So have I. Um, and it inspired a whole other movie. I mean, Guillermo del Toro doesn't make Shape of Water without Creature, Creature no. from the Black Lagoon. No. Uh, I feel like Road to Paloma is the Shape of Water for Easy Rider. Absolutely. Whereas Creature from the Black Lagoon is... Creature the, from the Black Lagoon. Is Creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> right. All right. So, Carl... Do you are you leaning one way or the other yes. right now? You I are am. leaning oh, one yes, way. I am. All right. We're I'm super glad we brought it back to the table. Let's say it on three. You know what? I, it's road diploma, right? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. That's what you're thinking right yeah, now. Let's let's each take like a minute okay. to talk about each film. All right. And then we'll see where we sit at the end. Because you go for I it. am also kind of leaning towards Road to Paloma. But here we go. I'm gonna do my off the top of my head, thoughts about Creature from the Black Lagoon. Off the top of my head, thoughts of Road to Paloma. Creature from the Black Lagoon is like this landmark film. It's got, it has a certain vibe to it. It has an atmosphere to yeah. it. Jungle birds. The, the slow motion of a, of a cumbrous boat down a black and white river. You've got glamour. You've got that sort of like fun the and the effects are so far ahead of where they should be for the for the years that this movie came out that when you see the creature's hand come out of the black lagoon and claw the shore or when you see the the creature especially the underwater sequences it feels like such a groundbreaking landmark film and not not a film of its time but timeless yeah it to me is one of the it's now one of my favorite quintessential scientific expedition adventure movies ever it's like the good version of writer tom harris it's like that. <laughs> no seriously it is so it has all of those things and it has a lot of heart and in my opinion it has no weak points 
So that's one thing. That's those are my thoughts on Creature from the Black Lagoon. Road to Paloma is like the most beautiful, the most dusty, ragged around the edges and beautiful gypsy poem Mm -hmm. of a film I've ever seen. I like that you said that because it does feel like a poem when you're watching it. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. And it, I think more than any movie that we've seen in two seasons, it captures a certain often unexplored facet of the American soul in a way that many other movies don't. I think it, I think in a, in a, in a beautiful way, it reasserts the off the oft tarnished spirit of the biker flick. Mm-hmm. You know, like because it's such a different biker flicks. We we did watch this year. We watched a movie called Hellride, and in a lot of ways, I feel like biker flicks directed by not Quentin Tarantino. Hashtag not Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yeah. You know, but like, it's presented by Quentin Tarantino. Oh yeah, absolutely. But and I love Hellride. I I know you weren't a huge fan. No, but. I love Hellride, but but that but that is the style of, of flick that you're used to when you're talking about a biker. Yeah, movie. when you say like let's watch a biker flick, you kind of expect something. You think I'll Hellride say it. I love that think, movie, yeah. but it's 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 a certain kind of like cheesy, hokey, over the top, wild tits, hogs. Alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's it is it has the the genre of biker flick has been brought low. And I think that Road to Paloma it elevates it, redeems it, one hundred percent. It it is, yeah, man. Okay, there. I talked for about a minute on both. It's Road to Paloma. For yeah, me. I don't have anything to add. You pretty much echoed the statements or the feelings that I have about both. And you know? that is again not to take a single thing away from Creature, Creature from the is Black incredible. It's a, it is amazing. It's a masterpiece. If it hadn't been for the weirdness of Quarter Four, I was almost positive that it was going to be our flick of the year. Me too. So, Creature from the Black Lagoon, none of these go on the floor. None of our final five go oh, on the floor. Oh, that's right. They they live in a yeah. different place. Which is such a... Because the listeners don't know. We could be burning them and then peeing on the ashes. But, like, there is a there is a sort of, like, respect that we pay to these last five films. So, this is it. These are the three. So... <laughs> I already know what it is, though. So, the that's three for Flick of the me. Year. Bloody Mama, Road to Paloma, Princess Mononoke. Can we go on three? <laughs> Give me a sec. Okay. First and foremost, let's get it out of the way. Bloody Mama's not in the running. No, it is not. Okay. But let's, so on its way out, let's give Bloody Mama its due. It was, I think, our second month. It was our first. Yeah. First flick of April. So it was way back in the beginning. Jesus, man. It is truly an, an, it is an outlier film. Roger Corman has made excellent films. He's made, he makes weird, wonderful movies. And every once in a while, he makes what I would consider a masterpiece. I think Bloody Mama is one of those. Yeah, I would agree. It's, oh my God, it's It's, so. It's better than it should be by a lot. By a lot. There's some problematic shit in there too. Explored very honestly. Very honestly, yes. With drug abuse. With Robert De Niro's performance incredible when he the the sequence where he is showing the girl on the dock i forgot about him for best high acting well i mean compared to what we get i know we've got yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) let's just take him as like the uh the 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 the, oh we 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 applaud you oh good job if it hadn't been for these other two flicks we watched (laughs) fair enough fair enough (laughs) um but yeah but when like the girl the girl comes up the girl who comes up on the dock and it starts so that innocent. Scene and then is so powerful and amazing. crazy. Yeah. It's a, Bloody Mama was this movie 
early on in season two before we kind of we did hit like some rut of of some muck. Well, we were we started with Planet of the Apes and we lived on that planet for like eight weeks. So the bloody Mo- so bloody mama was a nice change, and also it was like one of those early movies in this season two where we were like, oh my god, we're just There's watching some meat here. Yeah, we're watching like these kind of doofy independent. Like the I mean, movie, the movie box movies. Yeah, we're watching we're watching movie pack flicks, and we hit Bloody Mama, and we're like, "Holy shit!" It was like dial tone. It's one of those dial tone flicks where it's done, and you're like, "I can't believe how good that was." Yep. Shelley Winter's performance cannot be un- can't, it can't be oversold. It's incredible. Like watching her loading a gun over the over the body of her like massacred children mm. and screaming at the cops outside while people come around and and make a picnic to watch the massacre it's i had tears yeah, running man. down my face not not only because it was moving but because i was so elated that a movie with such a low budget put together so quickly could to- still be Pure art we get the fucking young guns shoot out at the end yeah i mean holy shit man I mean, your brother's dead. Bury him deep. Don't want the animals to get to him, dude. Bloody. Fuck. The fact that I can still quote chunks of that movie uh, almost a full year later. Yeah, that says something, man. Yeah, Bloody yeah. Mama's amazing. And it is on the table with respect and love, but it is not on the same level as Road to Paloma and or Princess, Princess Mononoke. Mononoke. You know what's funny? Both of these movies, they're, they're like an odd sort of companion pieces or little bookends in a way. They're not necessarily... They resonate with each other in strange in ways. In strange Definitely. ways, right? Like there's there's some echoing happening yeah. in a very... In, I now, know, hmm. I also hmm. think, Carl, unfortunately... Hmm. Because you said, let's just say it on I three. Know, I was joking. I think we're. I don't think we're going to agree, but let's find out. Okay. Let's do it on three, and we're not going to look at each other because okay. otherwise... We'll never be friends again, as always happens. Here we go. I feel like the shootouts always test us a little. Are, like, how much do I actually like you? <laughs> that sort of thing. Are you ready, Carl? Yes. All right. One, two, three. Road, Road to Paloma. Paloma. Oh, my God. What just happened? God, I don't know. I think we need to take a moment. We do. We can't just do it. I was it. not expecting that. Neither was I. I was so ready for you to be in Princess Mononoke camp. I was. Bird side-eyeing at us kind of hard. She's giggling, too. Yeah. So I want to go and I want to watch more Princess Mononoke. And I want to watch more Studio Ghibli. And yeah. I want to experience those stories. Mm-hmm. I want to buy a bike and have real-world experiences because of Road to Paloma. Both of these movies changed me in small ways mm-hmm. and changed who I was. And I saw Princess Mononoke very young, so it became like one of the seeds that grew into the tree in my heart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But Road to Paloma, Road to Paloma like reverberates in my lungs every time I see a long strip of highway or I hear a slide guitar or I see dust on the wind. I've been seeing a lot of sunrises recently because of my reading schedule. Yeah, ditto. I actually, I, I'm doing 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. shifts. Yeah, dude. I pop up to the front every of the store time to watch that, sunrise. Every time, that, nice. every time that sun rises, for some reason, I'm thinking about dead man shifting a fucking old flathead, whatever the fuck you call bikey bike. You know what I mean? I, I see that. <laughs> bikey bike. I see that, and yeah. I feel that, and it's yeah. the weirdest thing. It's like, it, this movie has stuck with me yeah. longer. Princess Mononoke, we just watched it, so I'm having... It's it very still, fresh. Still, and I think that a year from now, we'll still sit down and gush over Princess Mononoke. Absolutely. It's just a masterpiece. Absolutely. But having not really consciously thought... i right now. Yeah, me too. It's very real. Not yeah. having thought about 
consciously thinking about Road to Paloma in the last eight months since we watched it. Yeah. I realize now talking about it, having it back on the table, that it hasn't left me since I watched it. No. It's been in my brain somewhere. It 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 swaps the lens that you see the world through yeah. when you watch it. It unseated know? fucking Easy Rider. Yeah. As, with great with reason. With great reason. Yeah. It's... I'm, there's some there's some weak points in the movie. There's a couple of things that are silly there, that I didn't necessarily... But I think that that is just... It the 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 small the small moment the small flawed moments in the movie the briefest briefest mo- not even flawed they're just not as brilliant as the rest of it they they don't matter in the face of the weight of the rest of it mm-hmm. the brilliance of the rest of it just buffs right over the small little blips Absolutely. that it's I'm totally with you in a bizarre I, but it's the other it's the weird shit like I could watch him like. Build that fence. Watching him dig fence. Watching for forty-five minutes. Watching, like watching him watching log him, his work day in his notebook while he's smoking a dirt. Watching like him trying to get his bike started with his with his hand hand, hand starting. It's just the whole f- and some of it does have to do with hand, with, hand starting is with Momoa yeah. too. I mean, let's be for sure. Well, in a very real way, but yes. it's it's As his an, soul. And his body at the same time. Not that I'm making like Christ reference or anything, but he's it's like, literally Jesus. <laughs> but, like, but no, it, it's, his, it's his body, his mind, and his soul. Watching and his him heart on, all put in. Yeah, watching film. him on screen as a performer. I, I this for me, this is Jason Momoa's best movie. Oh, fucking as absolutely. an as an actor. Yeah, yeah This is yeah. my favorite performance of his far and not away. Not Conan the Barbarian, 2013. Okay, let's be real. It's 2011, Carl. Whatever. And also, I know you. Didn't like that movie, but I think that movie's fucking brilliant. And the only part of it that I, I don't like is Rose McGowan, but I think he's very good, and I think he's the these he is the truest Conan the Barbarian that we ever got. But this movie, what I love about this movie, to just speak about Jason, Jason Momoa, you're right. You we see him on screen, we see his performance, we see him as an actor, and we're like, ah, I love this. But all the other stuff we love about Road to Paloma is also him because yeah, he wrote that's it. That's what he and he directed it. And it's his bike that he's riding in the. He's movie. riding his bike. A shitty bike like that he has four, to fix it's all like the a 49 time. Forty-nine pan head with a Springer front end yeah. or something. You yeah, know, yeah. like he's he's. Oh, do you know the story of that bike? I don't know if we talked about it on the episode. But I think we did, but I forgot. When he was a young kid, he did manual labor for like a full year, saved up all of his money. And bought that bike. That's incredible. With it. When he was a kid, he's had this bike wow. since he was a kid. I love that. I do too. He's amazing. It's amazing. He's amazing as a director. His script is exceptional. He taps into a. F- he he's the same kind of artist for me as Tom Waits. Tom Waits <gasps> understands America in an in a way that cannot that many other people don't seem to be able. You just to blew express. my mind a little bit, and you're absolutely fucking right. Yeah, they they have a very particular America that lives in them. And they both it's have got a, a little bit of gravel, yep. a little bit of a little bit of whiskey, and a little bit of smoke. Yeah, and they have a unique they have a unique ability to bring that America to the rest of us, to our benefit. We should all live in their America a little bit more. Absolutely, and that's why are we were official. Yeah, we're official, man. I'm totally. F- that's the the flick of the year, bud. Was our dark horse? Was our dark horse that went that once upon a time that movie was out of the running. It was on the floor. Dude, I love our show. Double high five. Yes. Road to Paloma is our official quarter four flick of Let's the year. Let's go buy bikes. <laughs> right this moment. We need we need a thousand more patrons. <laughs> yeah. And then we go buy bikes for measuring flicks mm-hmm. because we can take them to festivals. And then we can. That's a good idea. We roll up on our bikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So <laughs> patrons, find us yeah, no patrons. Listen, uh, patrons, we're gonna need you to like step it up. Uh, <laughs> twenty twenty announcement. We're gonna actually what we're gonna do is we're gonna start. It's it's a low grade cult. We're gonna start a cult. We're gonna need you to give us ninety one percent of your <laughs> annual income. If we're you can in a, write it off though because you, you're donating. It's we're gonna get religion status. Uh, you can live. We're gonna build a little shanty town in the swamp behind my house. It's That's the cult of Trinity. Yep, the cult of Trinity. She's uh, she's the uh, she's my dog. For those of you who don't know, but she is also the godhead. Yeah, yeah, she is the return of Xanadu. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, like. I'm fucking stoked about I'm it. I'm so man. happy about this. I honestly, I was ready. I just want to look at it. It's not even the movie. I just want to look at the piece of paper and be like, Rod Paloma, good job, you. I know, right? I oh. This is one of those movies where the, the moment somebody's like, yeah, I really like anything with a motorcycle. I'm like, have you seen Rod Paloma? Or I really like Jason Momoa. Have you seen Rod Paloma? Well, no, what's that? It went so under the radar, yeah. but it's so good. It's real good, man. All right, dude. So listeners, next time you join us, it will be for the March seventh soiree that will that is the, the Quill, Quill and, and Filmies, dude. We're can you? Believe, this is kind of surreal, it right? Is weird, right? We're here again. Yeah, yeah. We're back in this like. <laughs> we're back at the Quill and Filmies. Wild man. Yeah, I think I, we're gonna this year. We've got a little bit more going on. All of the patrons are invited. Yep, we gotta. Of course, none of these episodes have dropped yet, but we're starting to have patrons be like, "Can I come to the Quill and Filmies?" I'm yes. Like, yeah. The are you not listening yes. to the episodes I haven't released? Of course, <laughs> right. you're invited. There will be a Facebook Live um, event posted shortly. Again, this will come out probably after that's happened. So I'm just saying it to say it. Keep saying it. There you go, because if I say it, it makes it real, and it'll happen. That's true. I'm going to grab my notebook that has our patrons in it. But Oh, because we, we should probably let, thank our patrons. 100%, because they got us to this point. Um, Tell them a little bit about what we have planned for the 2020 Quill and Filmies. All right, so for the 2020 Quill and Filmies, we're actually going to be going outside of the FZK, the comforts of our studio, over to, well, Sister Sarah's house, um, where we are going to screen movies... Uh, from season one and two that we have only season one selected. Oh, they only ended up being season one flicks. No, it was the first two years. You're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah, because what we're gonna do from this point on is screen movies from from the, that season. from that right. season. But because we didn't do it in season one, we opened that up as well. So it's an all day event from 10 a.m. to midnight. We're screening movies all day long with a break. Two hour break in the afternoon for us to actually do the episode proper. From two to four, and it's gonna be live streamed to Facebook. Yep. So and if you want to watch it, you can head on over to uh, Measuring Flicks, Measuring Flicks yeah, the Facebook, Facebook page, page, and we're going to be live streaming uh, throughout the day. But we'll On and off, but the entire Quill and Filmies will be live streamed to Facebook. The actual episode itself. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be from 2 to 4 p.m. We might start a little bit early. We might start a little bit late, depending on how the screenings that we're doing yep. before that go. But tune in around that time, and we'll post updates like, hey, we're on schedule, or hey, we're ahead of time. If you're free, we might be bringing back our Twitter at that point too. So then we can, I'll handle that. Thanks, buddy. I was like, as soon as you said we might be bringing back Twitter, my whole my stomach reversed. Yeah, my ball sack went like, inside like, a little no, bit. No more social media. I know we have to, but but part of it's me a, is it's an it's an evil necessary, necessary evil. Or we just get on those bikes and just never look back, Carl. Just suicide shifter, baby. Yes. Just oh, I want to go there. Off into the sunrise. You know what's hilarious about that? Day four, we're gonna wake up and be like. I feel like shit. I wish we had a shower. <laughs> yeah. My back hurts so bad. I got, I got itches <laughs> like inside my butt. Are we out of, don't we don't have any food. We're out of food. I'm, 
Should we try and dig? Should we try and do a fence? I'm gonna turn it into a baked bean. Let's ask this farmer. Hey, farmer, could you give us some Get food? Get off my property. Well, I'll do it, but you gotta do 200 miles of fence before I give you your can of beans. It'll only take you about 22 Two hours if you work hard. And we're like, I don't like being a biker. <laughs> being a biker's stupid. Being a biker's dumb. I hate Road to Paloma. <laughs> That's what would happen. Dear Jason Momoa. You lied you to lied us. You lied to us. You son of a bitch. He doesn't, though, because we, we see him start digging at sunrise, and he's right in his day's no, work that's at right. sunset, baby. What's that? Sexiest. What's the, what the it's pro- not a cigarette, so it couldn't be. I mean, I did nominate it. No, it's fair Jason enough. Momoa's Chirrut. Oh, yeah. Dude, However, right. I, think the, I think what we just learned is we're not as tough as Jason Momoa is, Carl. No, no. So, okay. All right. That's on us. <laughs> we got to make. Can't blame a movie nope. or a person. No, about. no, no. Nope. Nope. That's our fault. I ate a bunch of poonchkis yesterday because <laughs> it was Fat Tuesday, and that's what's going to stop me from digging a fence I'm for 20 years. I'm the asshole that, re- that, that I call those paxies. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> hey, are you going to have paxies for Tuesday? Uh, all right, listen. We got we to gotta hammer out our Quill and Filmies right, nominations. So, so let's thank our let's patrons. Thank our you patrons. Go right ahead. I will. I'm just going to run the list. Uh, these are the people. This is the last episode of season two. So f- honestly, listeners, if you like what we do, here are the people who allow us to do it. Brian Jackson, Connor Sweeney, Danielle, Harte- Danielle Hartley, David Rowney, John Scheibe, Casey Scheibe, Katie Clark, Kelly and Mike Wagner, Kevin Ramirez, Sarah Hartley, William Rockwood, and Jeff Morgan. Those people are the reason that we are still two years deep sitting down and talking about flicks and getting super excited about Hell flicks. Yeah, man. Uh, and if you want to be among them, you can head on over to patreon.com slash quillandfilm, Q-U-I-L-L-A-N-D-F-I-L-M. Uh, for just five bucks, you get access to our full back catalog of bonus episodes. Of there yeah. is a lot of them. All the Exorcist films, all the Lethal Weapon films, all the Die Hard films. We're almost all the way through all the Halloween films and Harry Potter that's series. That's a big chunk, buddy. Yeah, and that's not even counting like Princess Bride, Deadpool, just the ones Dracula that we... Dracula Dracula. Yeah, the ones all we just chucked on, in there. Spit on your grave flicks. Our first ever Patreon series. Jesus, man. Um, yeah, so Funny Shape Games is over there. Shape of Water is over there. That There's a lot of some amazing good, stuff to hear over, over there. And you also get shoutouts on the show. Uh, so thank you all so much. And invites to exclusive events like the Quill and Filmies. Uh, yeah, for just five bucks a month next year, you can show up at the Quill and Filmies and be like, I don't agree with your screening <laughs> decisions. And then we can be like, here's a beer and a brat. Shut yeah, up. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. So thank you guys so much for an amazing season. The next episode you hear will be the party, the capstone party of this fucking awesome dine-ins, d- diners, drive-ins, and dives season of ours. And after that, better buckle up. Cause back to film school, baby. Back. Oh, my God. It's been so- <laughs> Carl and I have a Our real. Our list is finally finalized, and it's pretty fucking dope. Oh, man. We got we have a deep bench of movies in, in season <laughs> <did>. three. <laughs> when I sent him that spoilers a little bit, when I sent you a Yentl as a pick, I'm like, man, we're going like fucking off. Yeah. We're going to the paint. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're like, as soon as I saw Yentl, I'm like, we're doing it. We're doing it different this yeah, time around, this baby. I'm stoked about it though. It's gonna be amazing. So thank you all so much. Uh you know what? We'll we'll see you at the party. 